Would you like to win and achieve success at what you do? Welcome to the Winner's Ways Podcast, where we create winners every day. And now, your host, the author of Winner's Ways book and life coach, Bola Alabi. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Winner's Ways podcast. This is where we talk about your career, your money, and we give you life motivation to excel. Today we have a guest with us. Uh, we have Chris Macielo. And together with Chris, uh, this uh, today we are going to be talking about vision, we'll talk about change, and uh, we will touch on mindfulness because I know Chris uh, is a mindful guy and he wants you guys to be mindful. Chris is an entrepreneur, author, and he is an empowerment uh, leader. I'm sure you guys will benefit a lot from my conversation with Chris today. And uh, without keeping you waiting any further, I'm going to bring in my guest, Chris. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good, Bola. Good to be with you and your community. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for joining us. So uh, can you please introduce yourself to my audience so that they can get to know you better? Oh, sure. Happy to. So uh, Chris Masiello, and I'm, I'm from New England, New Hampshire specifically. And um, I've been uh, in business entrepreneurship for about 40 years and uh, do a wide variety of things. So we have um, several operating companies. We operate one of the largest, uh, the largest commercial residential uh, real estate brokerages in uh, northern New England, New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont. Uh, we also operate uh, finance entities and uh, also private equity. So um, I'm, I'm really fortunate that I've had a, a lot of diversity, uh, you know, in my career and the opportunity to work really with some pretty amazing people. And, um, you know, anything that we share or we talk about is, you know, really what I've learned from working with uh, you know, so many special people that um, have taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, our organization is about uh, north of $2 billion in sales and uh, revenue. And then we also, as I said, we also um, operate a private equity investment company. And, and um, it, it's, it's, for me, the opportunity to work with people is, you know, philosophically for me is obvious. It's the opportunity to work on myself too. So, you know, any, again, anything we talk about is is really kind of, you know, me pulling from the collective. So, I, I completely agree with that. So, looking at your journey, uh, Chris, uh, from you said uh, you've been uh, an entrepreneur in business for what forty years. Uh, yeah, forty years. Yeah, started my started my late teens. So, oh, that's that's been a long time. So, that's a long time. <laughs> So what would you say is the role of vision uh, in how far you have come? You know, you are a business leader, obviously. You are an author. Uh, from everything you've accomplished, and you, you, you also spoke about your uh, the, the equity company, the private equity company, uh, as well as the residential uh, company that you talked about. So... What is the role of vision uh, in getting you to where you are today, Chris? 
Yeah, it's a great question. And, and everybody handles their visioning differently. Um, however, you need to have a vision. If, if, if you don't have a vision, you're going to you know, fall victim to you know, a random circumstance. And, and so, you know, whatever, whatever your vision is and wherever you want to see yourself, you, you have to be able to develop uh, that ability to project yourself into the future into where you want to be. And uh, I don't necessarily think it's a complicated process, um, but if you, if you can set your vision for what you want to accomplish and you can, and, and just sidebar to that, you can have multiple visions, you know, for different things. I mean, we, we operate a number of different operating companies, uh, you know, finance entities, title company, um, you know, mortgage. We, we do all sorts of different things. And each one of them you know, has, has, has their own kind of vision. But as, a, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, the question is like, you know, like, like, where's your North Star? Like, where do you want to see yourself a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Where do you want your family to be? Right. All these, all these types of things. And I, I think what happens is that we get so busy, you know, being, you know, entrepreneurs and dads and spouses and, you know, for me, you know, grandfather you know, and, and, you know, I'm very involved with my grandchildren and, and, you know, it's easy to lose track of of setting a vision and reminding yourself of it. Yeah, that's uh, completely true. So uh, how, what is the role of goal setting in, you know, getting you to that vision that's uh, of where you want to be? You know, one of the things, um, that that when when you're looking at setting goals or 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 setting or or, or setting a vision for things is you know we're we're all in the in a, in a western sense right you know we're all we're all very kind of action orientated and and but i i started meditating years ago and 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 i think finding time to kind of reflect before you just launch into, you know, I'm going to do these 10 things, right? I got, the, you know, which, which of course you, we all have to make checklists and we all have to have goals and things like that, but, but really kind of ruminating on them a little bit before we just like launch into them. I think that's like really critical. And, right. and how do, and how do we feel about them right now? Are we setting goals because it's, it's, are we setting, you know, bullet, are we setting goals because it's what people are expecting of me or are we setting goals because this is where my heart is? And, and I and, and I think so. Before we start launching into goal setting, you know what we want to do is like, well, where's my heart with this? Okay. And and does this does this feel authentic to me? And am I doing this because it's what I want, or am I doing this because what it's expected of me? Am I doing this because um, you know this is what the industry thinks I should do? You know, and all those types of things. So I think the first step in goal setting is is taking the time and creating the space. So that that you can sense into, you know, your heart. Where is your emotion on on where you want to be? Okay, that's good. Uh, you say create, uh, take the time, create a space, and uh, look into your heart to know where you really want to be. You wrote a book, uh, Chris, Change, and it's all about guide to personal transformation. Can you uh, give us some takeaway from your book? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to write. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of the backstory to it is, I started writing it before the pandemic, and and um, the summer before, summer of uh, 2019. And then the, I got my first manuscript back in, in uh, February of 2020, and then of course, you know, the pandemic hit. And um, but I was able to use a lot of that manuscript in guiding um, our our organizations because we have multiple organizations uh, and our leadership teams through, uh, you know, what is really an unprecedented period of time for change. And we, we were also able to use the uh, parts of the manuscript for uh, coaching some other teams, both nationally and internationally. I, I got asked to do some coaching and I was able to use a lot of the material from that. And, um, you know, the book, you know, change, change is the one thing that, that it's the one constant, right? That we are, we always hear these cliches about change, but it's true. And and I think as um, you know, entrepreneurs and business people, um, you know, change is the one skill we have to master. Mm-hmm. We because it's the one thing we're always going to deal with. And and so uh, you know, for me, I think one of the one of the career lessons that I've had over the years is 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 being able to to change with environments and, and anticipate things like a little bit before they're going to happen and kind of be open to it. So the whole the whole premise of the book it could be applied both personally and for business because uh, it's kind of one and the same, right? No matter where you go, there you are. And uh, so it really walks people through uh, why change is hard for us. We, we can spend some time on that. That's kind of fun. Uh, why change is hard. Uh, gets into visioning and and then setting up uh, specific change strategies. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I do agree. Uh, change is the only constant thing. And uh, the world that we uh, live in today uh, will continuously change. Uh, I don't yeah. think there's any controversy uh, around that. But I know many people out there um, they will want to know how to manage change. You know, you, you said something about uh, anticipate change and be open to change. Are there other tips that you can share with us, uh, especially around how to manage change? So I think I think for, first bullet to understand that that we all come here pretty much wired the same that we have it we we have a resistance to change it, it's really kind of the human condition and and so like we all come by it naturally so like there's no reason to judge ourselves for being resistant to change and that that's one of the first things we 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 address in the book right is is getting people to understand that like there's nothing wrong with you the fact that you don't like change make, makes you perfectly normal yeah and right and and but we come by it naturally because uh in in our prior you know prior human history where our environments were a little more treacherous you know uh saber-toothed tigers and you know whatever else was chasing us around or lack of food or whatever could be whatever the the times were uh you know change change typically uh presented to us um again you know however long back however far back you want to go but change presented to us that that there was danger, and and so uh, you know over you know millennia we we've just come to understand that 
that that change necessarily wouldn't didn't mean that good things were coming. Yeah. And and so, but now we're in a of course we're in a different environment, mm-hmm. and you know we don't have things running around you know wanting to eat us and 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 you know marauding people you know going through villages and things like that like like we don't we don't have that and so so we have this opportunity now to stop scanning for threats first and start scanning for opportunity first. So, you know, the way we're, the way we're kind of naturally wired because of our fight or flight instincts is that, that we scan for threat first, opportunity second. But we have the ability to kind of rewire, and we can talk a little bit about that too. How do we rewire our thinking so that we're scanning for opportunity first, threat second? And that's a big, that's a big shift. And so people are resistant to change because historically, uh, you know, change, you know, would, would typically mean that maybe something not so pleasant is on the horizon. But, but the reality of it is, is that if not for change, we would not be, as an, just take us as an individual. If I did not go through change, I would not be where I am today. That's right. And wherever, and wherever I want to go in the future will require change. That's right. That's so why not? So let's figure out how to make this work for us. You know? So, yeah, I like the way you put it. Uh, instead of us viewing change as a threat, uh, if we start exploring uh, opportunities in those changes, uh, we are going to gain a different perspective. And that right. will help us to embrace uh, and space embrace and be open to change. Better. So I, I, I like that. You have this Mindful Monday series. What is it all about? Because I, I, I don't know if uh, yeah, I'm sure you know this as a matter of fact. Most people, they are happier on weekends, maybe Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Right. Monday, right. for most people, they dread Monday because, of course, Monday is a day to go back to work. And many people they are not doing what they enjoy. So having this mindful Monday, I think it's something about Monday, how we can embrace Monday. But I want to hear from you. What is Mindful Monday all about? Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for asking. So I, again, it kind of came as part of uh, what we were doing within our organization to help people uh, uh, find their way through the pandemic. You know, it was a, a time of change, of course, fear. And um, so we started the Mindful Monday program. Um, it's something that I do. And we started it in, in the pandemic as a way to help people, uh, you know, within our organization. It's expanded since that outside of the organization. But uh, to, to basically give them uh, a little bit of a jump start for a positive mindset for the week. And um, in fact, I have a second book uh, that's in production now, which is called Mindful Mondays. And it's, 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 it'll have 52 uh, Mindful Monday uh, topics. They're very short topics. You know, it's, it'll get into things like managing your perspective, uh, understanding what opportunity is, you know, all those types of things. But it, 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 it's, it's been popular. Um, and, uh, because I think like you said, right, we got to get, we got to get fired up for the week and, and then, and then how do we, how do we start the week on the right foot? And so that's, that's really what it's about. Okay. 
uh, because I also talk about career uh, on my show and uh, my goal is to get more people to find something that they enjoy so that they can grow and thrive in their career. And mm-hmm. there's some tips that you can share with us so that people listening to this show uh, will benefit from these tips or ideas or strategies on how to grow in their career. What do you have a one thing to, to share with us? Yeah, yeah, thanks. That's yeah, thank you. So I, I just I, I have one topic that's kind of like my favorite. And um and, and it's called the myth of a hundred percent. Okay. And and so you know we're we're all culturalized, socialized to think that you know, when we say, when we say, oh, I'm going to give it a hundred percent that, that that's some form of excellence. And, and, and so, you know, in, in my talks with people and, 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 uh, and, and in different settings, you know, I, I challenge everyone to, to say, listen, a hundred percent is neutral because, because 99% means you're, if you put in 99%, that means you're moving backwards. If you put in 100%, you're neutral because the only way you gain ground is the extra effort above 100%. You have to be at 101, 102, 103, 104, and so on. And so, so when, when we say we're going to give it 100%, 100% is what we pass through on our way to excellence because we only, we only make progress when we're above 100%. And, and so, you know, those are some of the things, Bola, that, that, that we kind of we talk about. It's a little bit about challenging uh, you know, the status quo thinking that people have and kind of moving people, you know, outside of, uh, either how they've been culturalized or, or like myths, right? Like, I think like, I always look at a hundred percent as it's a myth, it's a hundred percent. It's neutral. It doesn't get you anywhere. You've got to be North of a hundred percent. Okay. So go above and beyond. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it, because, because look, yeah. I mean, it, it's the extra effort. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, is, it is only the extra effort. It, it, like if you're an entrepreneur or, or you know, a striving entrepreneur or, or trying to, you know, sort out your career, it, it, it's only in that space that that's above 100% and in the extra effort that's going to move you forward. Okay. okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's a concept that's... Uh, I'm going to be embracing because uh, going that extra mile, that extra effort. That extra you, mile. Yeah. I think that's what's going to distinguish um, uh, the successful people, the top performer from the average uh, folks out there. So that is good. Uh, you you talked about better homes and gardens, real estate. That's the residential company that you mentioned, right? It, it is, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we we operate uh, the uh, one of one of the largest better homes and gardens real estate franchises in the country, and um, and that's our real estate operating company that we operate in uh, New Hampshire, uh, Maine, and Vermont. Okay, Mass- Massachusetts too. Yeah, because I I think I, I'm in Texas. I think I've seen uh, that company somewhere. Maybe when I was looking to buy a house. Yeah. So, so you guys are nationwide, I believe, right? We are, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so uh, let's go to our rapid fire question section, um, Chris. Um, what motivates you in your career? The 
Thanks, Bola. That's a good question. You know what motivates me the most is leaving things better than the way I found Okay, I like that. So what has been the greatest career lesson that uh, you have learned, Chris? Uh, man managing change. Managing change. Yeah, you know, man managing change successfully and, and actually taking the people, you know, in our organization and basically co-creating solutions to change as it occurs. Okay. So um, if you are a reader, and I believe you are one, uh, what book has impacted you the most? So there's, there's a book called Leadership Lessons from the Civil War. And, and, and it, it had, it's probably 20 years old now, maybe even a little bit more than that, and had huge impact on me. Because it was talking about, you know, the, the, uh, both the North and the South in the American Civil War, you know, how they were basically trained in, in um, you know, tactics that were really more from the Napoleonic era. And then all of a sudden you get into the American Civil War and, and the technology totally changed. You had rapid transit with trains, you know, you had telegraph, rapid communication, uh, the, uh, the equipment they used, you know, rifled, you know, rifled uh, muskets, things like that. And, 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 and really took a, you had a whole group of leadership that was trained one way and all of a sudden they were put into, you know, obviously pretty intense circumstances with totally new technology and they had to forget everything they knew in most cases to learn all new tactics. Okay. And finally, uh, as a leader, um, what is more quality that you possess that has helped you to, you know, get people to deliver for your organization? I would say empathy. Empathy. Yeah. You know, different than, different than sympathy. Yeah. Uh, but, but empathy, empathy and understanding what other people are going through and, and how that really impacts the rest of the organization and, and that ability to sit and listen with people, you know, just sit and listen on, on, you know, how things are, uh, you know, what are better ways to do things, different perspectives. You know, I, I, I have this kind of philosophy that, that, if, you know, you and I were, were running a factory and we were having a production problem. It wouldn't like the smartest thing wouldn't be you and I to figure it out. The smartest thing would be to go down and hang out with, with the people on the floor that are doing the production and ask them, what's the problem? Yeah. So I, I, I think, um, I think the ability and the willingness and the patience to listen. Okay. So as we are wrapping up, uh, Chris, are there things that you want to tell my audience that we have not uh, touched on? Uh, well, you know, I, I guess I would go back to change and, and uh, you know, just kind of encourage people to, to be mindful of their own thinking. So when we become resistant to things, you know, what, what we resist is really what we're being called to know more about. And, and so I would be an advocate of, you know, when you're resisting something, be really curious as to why. Like, don't, don't just accept your own resistance. Like, start asking questions. Questions like, why am I resisting this? Like, why does, it, like, like, why, like, why does this bother me? And, and I think in that curiosity, you're going to find out a lot about yourself. And, and uh, that'll help you grow and expand, uh, you know, your, your personal power. That's good. You are an empowerment leader. I love motivating people. So maybe in two minutes, uh, if you don't mind, what can you tell my audience to motivate them that uh, first, uh, 
maybe about change, maybe about long-term vision, maybe about anything that can transform their life. Because again, your book is about transformation, right? So I, I want you to motivate my audience uh, to get ready for this transformation in this uh, new year. Well, okay, great. You know, that, that's a fun topic. So I think understanding that that we we build habits every day. So what we have to do is understand that, that if, I'm, if, if I have this habit of whatever it might be, I'm not saying it's positive or negative because they can be both. It, it, it took me, let's, you know, the average person, the average habit could take six weeks to develop. Or, it could, or if it's a habit you don't want, it could take six weeks to dissolve. And, and what we have to do, and it's hard in this age because, you know, we're used to DoorDash, food shows up in 30 minutes. We're used to texting and, you know, we're, we're used to immediacy for almost everything. That's instant gratification. <laughs> yeah, instant gratification is to be patient with yourself right. when you're trying to build new habits, okay? And, and one of the strategies that, that I encourage people to, to deploy is let's say you want to develop a habit and um, to change something. Then, then take six weeks as a, as a marker and, under, and, and, and lay it out, lay every day, do a checkbox every day, because it's going to take you six weeks, more or less, depending on who you are, right? right. But, it's going to take, but it's going to take you six weeks to get to where you want to go and be patient with yourself and understand it's going to take you that much time. Um, and, and so they, I, I think having more awareness about, about how we are wired and so understanding that, that if, if I'm doing something um, and, I, and it's something, let's say, let's say I want to develop a new habit, let's say it's going to the gym. Well, it, it, it's, it's going to take you a month or two to get into that rhythm and to get into that routine. And it's okay for it to take that long. But you've got to be patient with yourself and you've got to give yourself the time to develop new synaptic connections. That's why that term you know, how we got to rewire our brains. Well, that's what it means when we say rewiring. We're actually literally building new neural connections around whatever this new thing is we want to do. Or we have to dissolve the neural connections, okay, for the thing that I want to stop doing. But either way, it's going to take me six weeks six weeks to build it or it's going to take me six weeks to dissolve it. And and be deliberate about that. Understand that, that, that it, you know, it's going to take that long. And if you got to take, you know, if, if, if you got to do like a, on your calendar or on your outlook, you know, uh, you know, mark it off on every calendar and on, on every day, then do that. That's fine. But be patient, be patient with yourself because that's the only way you're really going to build the habits of, of both personal, financial and career success. Okay. I love that. So what I heard right there is that change takes time. Uh, you have to be patient with yourself. You have to stay persistent. You have to be deliberate and be intentional uh, before you can see any meaningful results. Thank you very much, uh, Chris, for uh, sharing that with us. Finally, your book, Change, Short and Simple, Your Guide to Personal Transformation. Where can we find it? Uh, you can find it on uh, Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble. Amazon so where can my audience find you uh, so that they can connect with you and continue to uh, have that engagement with you? Yeah. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, they can just go to chrismasiello.com. Chrismasiello.com. 
All right. Thank you very much uh, for coming on the show today. We have come to the end of it today. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate your time, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Ball. It's great to be with you and your community. All right. This episode of Winner's Ways podcast has come to a close. We hope you enjoy and learn something from today's show. We want you to win and excel in all areas of your life. And we regularly explore and share information with our listeners to empower them to win. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast for more tips and strategies to help you find the success that you've always dreamt of. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you more podcast episodes to empower you. We will love to have you again next week. Now, keep winning. Thank <laughs> you.